That's his burner phone. He's got a burner phone. It's a good boy <laughs> phone and a naughty boy phone. As one well. one for the pineapple uh, express. I told my wife. Pineapple to express. Said, you don't have a naughty boy phone. Why do you have a naughty boy phone? Nice. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Before, before we start talking about a bunch of nonsense, because I don't need my son hearing anything. I mm. think he's watching right now. It is his birthday right now. And I'm just hoping everyone could wish him a happy birthday so he can go to bed. Nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. All right, so no. then don't do it. <laughs> nah, we don't, we don't do birthdays around here. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. You didn't eat your greens. What's your, what's your son's name? Milo. Milo. Happy birthday, Milo. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy Take care birthday. Of All right, go to bed. Yeah, Enjoy and I get to bed. Enjoy your birthdays while you still look forward to them. And by the way, your dad's doing a show right now, so he's not gonna notice if you sneak in the kitchen and get yourself a beer. Or a cookie. <laughs> I was gonna say a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want a cookie. Get a beer. It's your birthday. Go get a beer. I don't care, kid. I mean, he's twelve. He is twelve. So see, I I did not like beer. Even when I was eighteen, I didn't like beer. I thought it. I know, right? Pee. That's when I had my first beer. I was like right about twelve. I had it with my grandpa. Yeah, I was I like twelve or thirteen, and, and he. Uh, I think he got a majority of his cousins over to his house to help him do some roofing, and he paid us in whoppers and beer. Whoppers and beer. I can remember um, my cousin would have me come and wash her car for her and I would babysit, like watch her kids and stuff when I was maybe like 13 or something. Like they would go whatever, go out. And uh, she would always tell me, I'll take you to Taco Bell. And like I was like super stoked in my head. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going to get a Nacho Bell Grande and whatever, seven layer burrito. And then we get there. She goes, okay, what do you want, a burrito or a taco? That's it. It was dollar menu. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Speaking of Taco Bell. I heard that I was reading they they get they get getting rid of the Mexican pizza. Oh, that's actually one of my favorite things on there. It's like one of the old school staples, man. That and a Nacho Bell Grande is about the only things. Although even those both still give me the craps now because Taco Bell's different <laughs> now. I don't know, man. According to our pre-show, I think everything gives everybody the craps lately. Our little pre-show conversation. Um, yeah, I'm pre- pretty confident that I have a slight case of IBS. Can we so. can we can we tell What's them what IBS? happened? Can we talk about what happened? Oh, sure. Wh- you want me to talk stories? Well, so sure yeah. Which one? I have so many. How many were we talking I mean, about? How many? We talked. We were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about poop in the in our little pre-show game. Oh, yeah. well, that's how it got brought up. But you um, can ask somebody. Please ask because I've been dying to tell this story. <laughs> I, I uh, let's see. I, I mean, which story do I tell? How about when I was on like probably one of my second or third dates with my now wife? I shit my pants, and then I. Uh, but but uh, let me let me let me explain the story okay so Please i we were walking across a golf course to go to this bridge with a bunch of our friends and you'd have to walk across the golf course in the middle of the night and we got about halfway there and i was like i'm gonna go to the bathroom but i think i'm good and i made it about halfway and i said no i need to turn around <laughs> so i went back to my friend's house and he kept going i said hey can i go use your bathroom he goes yeah just tell my brother it's cool so i went back we made it to the house and right before i walked into his driveway it it started to happen and i'm like oh no and so i knock on the door like straight legs like i need to use the bathroom and they said it's in there and it's like all right go to the bathroom and it was like like one of those movies like i i sit on the toilet and i go and then i go to flush and it like overflows and i'm like dude for real and so (laughs) i was that guy i i literally was that guy i cleaned up cleaned my mess well as best as i could and the toilet wouldn't uh, flush. And instead of asking for a plunge or anything like that, I just closed the lid and said, "All right, thanks, man. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> You're so that, that night, worst. 
then I, my wife is sitting out in front of the house, right? So I had to get in the car again, walking with crap in my pants and I had to take my wife home. I rolled the windows down the whole way home, no air conditioning rolled the windows down, dropped her off and then drove home. And then later that night, about an hour later, my buddy Jason texts me and he goes, dude, what did you do in my bathroom? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I played stupid. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, dude, he's on. My dad has me in here scrubbing crap off the floor. Like what the hell? And I'm oh like, my God. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I was that guy, man. <laughs> See, and we all thought Chris was like the, the good guy of the group, the preppy one. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Head his shit together, if you will. Here's the thing: if if people, if Chris's fans watch him in his uh, on his channel, that's the way they look at him. Yeah. But then they come proper. over here and they're like, "Who is this guy?" He changes name to Prim and Proper HVAC. I've been talking more and more about being real on my channel lately. I've been so yeah, but oh man. Hey, can we tell the one where where you shit a brick? Oh yeah. What about what do you guys do? Wait, I've got so many of these. What do you guys do How many if times you, have you shit your pants? <laughs> at least four to five, but oh probably my if I have Crohn's disease. <laughs> I told you I think I have some ideas. <laughs> oh. So what do you do when you're on a roof, right? So sometimes mm -hmm. I go to these restaurants early in the morning because I got to do an exhaust change out or do something critical on the roof, or maybe I'll go to the desert where it's gonna be 120. So it's like I get there at five in the morning. And the restaurant knows I'll throw my ladder up and start doing all my work on the roof. Well, <clears throat> when you get old and you start going to the bathroom at the same time every morning and you're working on the roof and you're like, oh, crap, I got to go to the bathroom. And what do you do? Like, oh, let do me you tell you something. There's like these little pipes that are like about four inches round <laughs> that are wrapped. Those are actually connected to the sewer. You could just squat over those and take a turd right in the middle. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I'll find a corner. I, I found a That's cinder a block, point, a satellite dish. I grabbed a cinder block, took it to the corner because I'm like, well, I'm not going to just take a shit on the roof. So I shake the cinder block so it's hidden. Yeah, and then might break down eventually. Later, no, nah, later when they came, I went and cleaned it up with the car. Oh, <laughs> but be careful lifting cinder blocks on roofs that I've been on. I mean, there's such an easier way to do that. Instead of, it sounds like you were trying to make one of those old school Play-Doh toys where you can just mash it into it and form a shape. <laughs> the old waffle stomp. Oh, man. At All least, right. you know, when people went up there. We like, should, what's that smell? I'm like, ah, oh, it must be the must be the toilet pipe. We've been <laughs> talking about poop for like seven minutes now. We should probably get on with it. Yeah, yeah, move yeah, on. Uh, true. I noticed there's my stories for later. There's a lot of new people in here tonight. I noticed in the chat. And we probably just scared them all away. Yeah. <laughs> we don't normally talk about poop. We usually shit talk, but not talk about shit. Hey, you guys asked me to talk, so I started telling stories. So yeah, not, not the literal version of it. You know, let me just say that I have never pooped my pants. Just throwing what? that out there. Dude, real? not in my life. But you have guy, gone somewhere you know I mean? not, instead of the toilet, bud. Yeah. See, I'm a civilized human being, so I use the toilet. Oh, okay, but if you didn't have a toilet, let's say you're on the roof, what have you done? I would just hold it. I would hold it for a week if I had to. So oh, my God. And I'm the same way about uh, peeing. You know, like I, I pee like once or twice a day if I have to or not. It's like. You That's know, not healthy, bro. No, You're not drinking enough water if you're peeing twice a day. I will so, say. Yeah, I've been I doing recently, that since I've been a kid. What since I've had the, the little battle with kidney stones, I've had to drink a lot more water. <clears throat> so, I mean, peeing on a roof, that's different. You yeah, know. but I will say, be careful when peeing on a roof. Make sure that you pee downhill from where you're working. Sure. So, that's, that's a real point. important thing. Yeah, it starts to roll. So, anyways, how's your week going other than that, guys? It's much better now. 
much yeah, better now. Friday. Now that it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um we we're slowly picking up <laughs> a little bit. Things are I mean, we're sl- we're slowing down a little bit, I should say. So it's getting a little bit easier to get off work at a decent time. Although I kind of made it just barely in time for the show tonight. Yeah. You know, the cases are going up. They're, they're, they're putting more restrictions over here. It's getting nuts. Who knows? So the county that I live in last week, we've got this weird tier whatever thing in the state that we're in, California. And uh, the county that I'm in had to, like, basically take their test and show their numbers to the state. And they actually failed. So mm-hmm. they, they, they have this whole colored whatever. I can't even understand it. But basically, our county, Riverside County, failed. And so we were supposed to revert back to like lockdown status again, um, close the restaurants, close the gyms, close all that stuff. But they they pleaded to the state and got them to hold off for another week in hopes that they can recount and have less cases. I don't know what they were thinking. So they're probably going to shut down my county come this Monday or Tuesday. Um, but it, every county is different. So like yeah. Orange County, they're, they're allowed to be open right now because their numbers are good. So it's been crazy. I always said that they should they should always um, tell us where the cases are like each town or county or so we know where it's coming so from. You're to, Joe, you're saying so you can steer clear. You're like, that's right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe that's going to do those places. I don't believe it's going to do anything because um, in our largest county, well, one of the largest counties, Los Angeles County, they haven't been open since February. Like all the restaurants, everything's closed. They can do outdoor seating. That's it. Yeah. So all of those people drive to our counties which is 45 minutes away. So I don't believe the whole different, I mean, cause everybody's just moving over here, driving over here. Cause the movie theaters are over here open. Yeah. The restaurants are open, all that stuff. So, you know, they just go where everything's open. You know, real quick. I know we need to get on with our, um, dumb stuff yeah. show, but, uh, yeah. I wanted to mention, I, we, you know, me and my wife were talking about early spring, late winter, taking a trip somewhere in an airplane. She's really nervous about it. And oddly enough, I have a couple of those like Google Home things, you know, and I put one in my bedroom because it's like super convenient to say, you know, good night, Google. What time do you want to wake up or good morning, Google? And then it reads it like tells you the news. So this morning I was like, good morning, Google. It starts telling me the news. And one of the things they were talking about traveling on airplanes and they said, actually, in airplanes, the air is much better and you have much less, much lesser of a chance to getting COVID or anything. Uh, because you of the ventilation and the filtration they have in the air. Don't they have uh, like HEPAs, uh, multiple HEPAs in the airplanes that, yeah, I think they do. I, and I believe and I could be wrong, but I've heard that like the air that blows on you is coming from under your seat. Is that the case? I don't know if that's true or not, but I hope I not because that would be like, if you think you're, about it, it so you're yeah. that guy, Adam, you're that yeah. guy on the airplane. Like, <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> hey, I got a real dumb story for you. I just thought of it. It really would have went well with our little poop segment that we had for some reason. Go ahead, buddy. Just, it just popped up in my head. So all this water that I've been drinking lately to keep my kidney stones down, I got to pee all the time, right? So I drive a, a work van, so I can pull around like behind these big shopping malls where there's nobody around without you know being uh, suspicious. So I did that one day, this old shopping mall, and uh, I pull around these stores. I'm pulling around the back. And I'm like looking for a, a decent place I can pull around next to the building and open up my side doors, you know, so I can get out and like stand there and pee. So I'm pulling along the side of the building. I'm like, all right, and there's no doors here. Get up nice and tight to the building. Go around. 
open my door, start peeing. I look straight up and I'm parked directly underneath of a camera. <laughs> one of these round, the round cameras that are like facing down. I'm like, what are the odds of that? Like I looked around and there's no other cameras. I just coincidentally parked directly underneath of it. Well, let's hope that it didn't have down angle. <laughs> yeah, no, those like, those, those cameras have like uh, freaking more than 180 degree view. It's it's like, like 360 view. Yeah, I hope they didn't see me. Yeah, that's too funny. So I just like start moving stuff in my van like I'm actually doing something. <clears throat> so Did you, all right, ahead. sorry. I was gonna I was just gonna start introing to what we were gonna talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, that. all right, guys. So what our idea was to talk about tonight was we were gonna talk about all the dumb things that we could think of that we have done in HVAC, the mistakes that we have made. And I was kind of thinking, like, we didn't talk about this before the show, but like, why don't we just go around the circle and everyone just takes a turn and like let's just freaking start throwing it in there so everyone sees like the idiotic mistake because I think that like when you make mistakes, that makes you better as long as you learn from them, right? As long as you learn from them. That's the important thing. Go yeah. for it. Joe. Keeps you, who's yeah. going to start? Joe. Humility, too. Um, I think Joe's never made a mistake, right? I don't think. <laughs> well, you know, you know why? It's funny because you guys mentioned that, and I just remembered a big story, and it's pretty, pretty much the only story that I could say we almost got sued. It was to do with, and it's probably like, second like i only did two space pack high velocities this was years back and i don't know if you're aware of them adam but uh the installation we did this unit and the installation inside the unit fell down Ooh. right yes and we did it right we put a pen on there i did it hockey puck whatever and uh instead of coming down obviously it was just blowing right in the ducts made a mess killed killed so much shit right Okay, we get another unit. Same thing. So we asked again. Sorry. Same thing happened. Yeah, we get another unit, and we ask it. So you guys didn't change? Oh yeah, yeah, we did it. We did. Okay, put it in. We even I did it. I reinforced it. I put some. I made up some cleats. Blah blah blah. I reinforced it. Still came down. Mm. Plugged up the drain. Blew all in the ducts. Mm. All right. So they eventually called their insurance. We got questioned for a while. The um, supplier who supplied us with this unit came to the job with their top-notch guy trying to question my work. And obviously, nothing was found. I did more than beyond. Um, eventually, they're going to be suing the manufacturer of Space Pack. That's why, wow. I use, that's why I use Unicode, Joe. Oh, Unicode? Yeah, I never, I never, had, I never tried them, but I heard good but things. But that was not really a dumb story. It was just like an unfortunate thing that happened. So, yeah, but it's okay. It's a good story. Right. So, so there wasn't like you made a mistake. <laughs> I, I, no, I thought well, I was shitting my pants in the beginning because like, I got all these people checking my work and this and that. Uh, so I hear suing, blah blah blah. Did you really shit your pants? Because now I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all part of the, the topic, right? Um, wasn't a wasn't gonna say yeah. yeah. Insurance questioning me for so long, but she, I gotta admit, she knew her shit. She must have been an engineer or something, but she was asking me the right questions. But anyways, everything came out fine, but uh, it's still, still you know, one of those situations you don't want to be in, for the most part. But yeah, sounds like I, I, I the lawsuits when lawyers start getting involved, that's when I get scared. I don't want no part of that stuff. When yeah. like I even I've even had customers, people message me on my videos. You should you should give this to your customers so they can take that company to court. You know, it's like no 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 no. I don't want no part yeah, of no. it. You're right. I waste the money. Testify. Like I've heard people yeah. say that they're like um, 
uh, professional witnesses. Like, oh no, no, not gonna, not gonna yeah. do that. That's not my thing. You just so. waste your money going to court. Yeah. Either way. So what's a what's a memorable mistake for you, Christopher? Early, early, probably two years in, um, we were replacing a walk-in freezer door on a walk-in. Um, and because it was a, you walk through the walk-in cooler to get to the walk-in freezer. So we were replacing, we were putting a bolt on door, like because oh, yeah. it was all jacked up. So, um, myself and the guy that was, um, I, I guess you would call my, uh, my journeyman or whatever you want to call him. He was my cousin, but he was the one teaching me. And, uh, so him and I were putting the door on, we got all finished up. It looked all good. Door shut. Good. Freezer's cool. So we wrapped everything up and I was kind of cleaning stuff up and then I left the job and uh, everything was good. Got a call the next day about two o'clock in the afternoon and they were customers screaming at us because their walk-in cooler wasn't working. And right when I heard, because my dad called me at the time and he goes, hey, he goes, the walk-in cooler over at that restaurant's not working right now. And I go, my gut dropped because I never turned it back on. Oh, so now there's a lot of fault on both sides here because again, I told you like two o'clock in the afternoon, they called me the next day to say that their walk-in cooler was so not working. They were definitely using it all day long, right? all day yeah. the night before all that food. I left it off the night before. So the customer, we basically went to the customer and we said, look, we screwed up, but so did you, you guys really screwed up because obviously you're not paying attention to your walk-in cooler. So what we ended up doing because they were like, we want you to pay. And this is a really good customer of ours. So they're like, we want you to pay for all the food in our walk-in cooler. We're talking ridiculous amounts of money in there. Um, so we ended up splitting the cost. Uh, we, we told them, we go, okay, we'll split it with you. Like, we'll pay for half of the food. You pay for the half of the food. Because you guys were 50% responsible for this. So, because they weren't checking temps. They could have called us, you know, an hour after I left. But they weren't checking temps or anything like that. So that was a big one. Cost us a couple grand. Um, but you know, they're still could have cost you though. Still one of our customers today. So, you know, own up to your mistakes. Damn. How much food was lost? A couple thousand bucks, you said? Yeah, I, I wanna say it was so long ago. Um, but I it was a full walk in. So I mean a full walk in is usually like fifteen grand, but uh, we didn't pay fifteen grand. So I wanna say that I, I thought we paid three or four thousand dollars is what we ended up paying. So but eh, it's one of those things, you know, you live and you learn. And that's why I'm so adamant with the guys right now. Like, hey, don't leave disconnects off. Check mm -hmm. before you leave. And if you have the slight, I mean, even to this day, if I have the slightest, I've literally driven back to a restaurant after I've already double checked, oh, yeah. make sure everything's yeah. on to go back up on the roof to say, yeah, everything's on. But you know what? That feeling when I'm walking away saying, you know what? I wasn't. Yeah, everything was on. So, you know, an old guy taught me once or mm -hmm. maybe somebody told me this. I don't know. But uh you know, a lot of us have like little clips on our keys, you know, like a carabiner or belt clip or whatever. Yeah. He's like, if you turn it off, just hook your keys to it. Yeah, it's got that little hole right there. Just hook That's your a good idea. Right there. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. Except yeah. I carry two sets of keys in my pocket. Oh, they just, leave anyway. But I'd have to lock both. But that is a really good idea to lock both yeah. your keys on the disconnect. Yep. So. Adam? What was your mistake? Um, I mean, I'm hoping we get around a couple times here, but I'm going to give, I'm going to start off. I, I'm starting off early. So this is for like the new people and anyone that else have, has done this. Um, this is early on. I mean, I was green as hell. I was probably 19 years old. I shouldn't have been working on my own. Okay. I'll be completely mm -hmm. honest with you. And um, I ran a service call. 
and I remember the house till this day. And um, their their complaint was that the air conditioning was not cooling properly. So I go to you know to the unit. I gauge up and look at the pressures. My suction pressure is super low. So immediately I thought low on charge. So I start dumping, dumping, dumping refrigerant into it. It's not going up. So I, you know, I call my dad. I'm like, I think this compressor's bad. It's just not pumping. You know, it's not pumping. Uh, something's going on here. And so I actually went to the customer and I'm like, your compressor's bad. It's an older unit. I think you should probably replace it. <clears throat> All right. When can you do it? I call him. Um, well, I could have you go get a unit right now and install it yourself. So that's what I did. And I pulled the vacuum, started installing it, went to do, you know, the startup on it. And the pressures were the same. My heart <laughs> friggin' sunk. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then for the hell, I'm like messing with it. And I was like scared to call my dad and everything. And I, uh, for the hell of it, I went inside. And I didn't know this at the time because, you, you know, when you're, when you're green, it's like there's a lot you don't know. But the filter, dude, the filter was plugged. <laughs> These people bought a new unit because the filter was dirty. Uh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Wow. So did they find out that the filter was dirty? Yeah, or? I didn't have the heart. Like, I was so scared. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it would have been the right thing to do to, to tell it. But like, yeah, but at, I mean, when you're that early on in the game, it's it was you, you haven't built up the. Uh, that level of a character i don't think yeah i can't say i wouldn't have done the same thing yeah i it was bad i'm, I'm embarrassed i'm completely what? embarrassed by it and i'm not proud of it but i think that people could learn from my mistake you know yeah oh, absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. dude. i got a good one it's not necessarily when i was in hvac but it sort of led me into the hvac field so i feel it still counts Back a long, long time ago, before I became an appliance repairman, I was an appliance delivery man. And I remember we had to deliver this, this very, very expensive two-door refrigerator, this stainless steel, just nice as can be. And we always take the doors off them because, I mean, they're so big, you have to take the doors off them to deliver them. So we strap the thing in there, take the doors off, lay them down, strap them down, everything, and we're going down to the road and we're just driving, smoking cigarettes, doing all sorts of dumb stuff. And uh, at some point in time, I look back and I can see one of the one of the straps is just kind of flopping in the air. And then I look back further and I see the doors for the refrigerator have blown out of the back of the truck. Oh, shit. and they're just laying in the middle of the road. <laughs> and we, you know, stopped, backed up. They were just beat to hell. No way you're going to save them. No. And um, yeah, I don't. I I still honestly don't know why it happened or how it happened, but I do know. You have to put more than one strap on these giant doors <laughs> before you strap them down. I, wow. I'm just thankful that there wasn't any cars directly behind us. Yeah. You know, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden a fridge door comes at your windshield, man. Oh, my God. SOB. So you just reminded me of an interesting story, and I'm going to jump in front of you, Joe, because this one's... Oh, no, go ahead. I can't even think of any right now. Joe, so, Joe doesn't do stupid things, guys. I no, used to have... I used to have, um, uh, I think it was like a 2005 2500 with utility bed on it. So you've got the, you know, the outdoor boxes to get into your stuff. So you had to stand outside to open the door to get your tools out and all that crap. And then I had a roll top on my bed. I don't know why I told you that because that doesn't relate to the story. But um, I was driving up our main highway 
main highway 15, the interstate 15 north. That's what you take to get across the United States, essentially, or a portion of the United States. But I'm um, driving home one day and I just finished up on a job and uh, some guy drives by me and he's screaming at me, just looking, honking his horn, flashing his lights, just what are you doing? And I'm like, what? what like i'm kind of dumbfounded because i'm in the fast lane and when i when i work and when i drive i i kind of get in just like the zone and i'm just just going dude doing 80 whatever and i'm going up a hill and uh i look back and then there's another car screaming at me and it's like what the hell you know so then i look and i look in my mirror and i can't see my 24 foot extension ladder oh fuck and i'm that happening i'm going up the hill i'm going up the hill and i can see it it slid off onto the shoulder Oh, dude. And I mean, we're talking four lane highway cars doing 80 miles an hour, like fully packed. Like, dude, people could have died. Like, yeah, 24 foot extension ladder, dude, just slid off on yeah. the shoulder. Like I was so lucky. I didn't tie it down. It just slid right off the top of my truck. You, you know, it's funny. Uh, I just seen something from Uncle Duncan's shack in the uh, chat. It reminded me of something. There's a lot of times in the past when you, you, you screw up wiring or something and they're like, oh, they sent me a bad part. <laughs> and yeah. It was usually the guy who put it in. Exactly. I've, I've done that mistake. I'm pretty sure you guys have to. I, I wish I would have gotten it on video, but I've gotten VFDs blowing up. Brand new VFDs yeah. that I install. And you're like, you turn it on, it goes, what? Boom. Boom. It's like, what was that? You know? <laughs> oh, I hooked the incoming to the outcoming. Oh, damn. It's, and it's, it's yeah. It I've, done it, I've done it a couple times. So now I'm like, my butt puckers every time. Yeah. <laughs> I always say, when people say, they, they ask me, does anything ever blow up? Because I always say, hopefully it doesn't blow up. And then I turn on the disconnect because, yes, it's blown up many times because I've miswired things. Yeah. So, Joe, back to you. Like, you know what? I can't think of anything right now. To talk of course, to. of course not. Of course. Just get out of here. Right? Just can't. I, got, I got a good one. Right, go go ahead, bud. So, again, going back to my appliance days, this, however, was when I was actually fixing appliances. And I think it was a, uh, I can't remember if it was a, I'm pretty sure it was an undercounter um, ice machine for a, a nice bar that this lawyer had. And uh, we had to pull it out and do some work to it. And uh, I was pushing it back. I got it all, uh, I was super happy because I got it running. I was kind of impressed with myself because it was one of the first ice machines I ever fixed. Put it back in there, slid it back, no problem. Verified it ran, and everything was good. And uh, about a week later, we got a phone call from that lawyer saying that uh, what it apparently had happened was I pushed it back. I didn't line the drain up, mm-hmm. so it had. And this was on his uh, like on his second floor, and uh, so it had been draining water down into his wall and along his wall, and like just collapsed like a wall on his first floor. And it was just like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of damage. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. I forgot oh, about the drain. It's wow. sometimes it's the simple things and something yeah. as silly as a drain. Like yeah, a yeah. piece of three quarter inch PVC that only flows water every 40 mm-hmm. minutes, you know, and just a tiny bit or whatever when it dumps, you know, and it's like. But honestly, in like my defense, like this is a built in under the counter ice machine and you pushed in, there's things on both sides that you can't move. Yeah. Like, how was I supposed to line it up though? Right. I mean, yeah. now, granted, I didn't even think about that part, but yeah, if I had of, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to line that thing up anyway? That kind of reminds me of a story that it, this didn't happen to me, but it happened to somebody that else that works for my dad at the time. So um, what happened? This taught me a lesson and I learned from this lesson. So like whenever you're working in somebody's basement, 
a lot of times when you're in the furnace room, mechanical room, there's like the washer and dryer in there or sump pump, whatever, right? Well, when you need, back in the days before battery powered, everyone had a trouble light, right? You had your trouble light, you plugged in, that's yeah, what you worked oh with. God, with I the hook, those things sucked, right? And it only shined on the first third of it because <laughs> yeah, know Exactly. So yeah. oh. what happened was this dude unplugged the sump pump to plug in his oh. trouble light. And then he took his light and left, forgot to plug the sump pump in, flooded a finished basement. Oh, it cost out. Uh, uh, the insurance company had to pay for it. We had to buy this guy a new freaking basement and everything. But what came from this is every single person that I taught, you unplug something in somebody mm -hmm. else's house, a refrigerator, no matter what it is, you unplug it for a temporary period of time, tie the, the cord that you're plugging in to the cord you're unplugging. So yeah. it's impossible to remember to plug That's it back in. That's a good in. point. And, and those things are, yeah, it's, it's that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't have a story right here with this one, but the water leak thing running down the wall, it's things like that, that when you see it and you go and you see the aftermath and you're like, oh my gosh, the water made it all the way down here. But you learn something from that. And I don't know about you, but, but I get calls in restaurants, you know, like, Hey, we've got a water leak. It's not my fault, but they're like, Hey, we've got a water leak and it's over here. And it's like, okay, but when you start investigating water leaks, right? Because I'm dealing with single story buildings, but then you start realizing where, you know, you could spend hours trying to find a leak when it's not even in that area because water travels. It follows grout lines. It does all kinds of weird things oh, like yeah. you learn from it. So seeing that weird thing, you know, helps me when I go to diagnose and someone says, yeah, we get water pooling here all the time. And it's like, okay, your instinct is to look around and say, it's got to be above it. But no, not necessarily because... You know, you start learning about grout lines, and it's like actually the water's coming from across the building, and it's following the grout line. Yeah, absolutely. We literally perfect. just had this uh, issue a couple of days ago at an Arby's restaurant, right? And actually, the name of the place doesn't matter, so just forget I said that. <laughs> so, <laughs> their complaint was, that, post. yeah, just, it will edit that out. We're not live anyway, right? Yeah. No. Hey Siri, what day is it today? It's Friday, October 16th. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 real, we're really live. Anyway, <laughs> walking cooler, they were complaining about a puddle in the, underneath the evaporator. I'm like, all right, well, obviously the drain's plugged, right? That's what it is. I go in there and it's nice and dry. Drain's not plugged at all. Run some water through there, clear as can be. And I'm looking around and I walk around to the other side of the wall and that's where they have their three comp sink. Uh -huh. And I started noticing like some of the FRP on the wall. The uh, was that fiberglass reinforced plastic? It's starting yeah, to like bubble a little bit. Name, I just thought it was called FRP. <laughs> FRP, and I'm poking it because that's what you do when you see something bubbling out of the <laughs> yeah, water. Right? I'm poking it, and there's just like drywall coming out. I'm like, oh, you got a pipe in there that's leaking. I'll bet. And like, yeah, we also we also have water leaking out, like puddles of water over here underneath the sink every night. I'm like, yeah, you got a pipe in there. Something's leaking. So, yeah, you're right. You, you just never know where water's coming from sometimes. I don't know if uh, working in restaurants, something that you learn a lot, too, is your crescent wrench is a great. Uh, when yeah. you're looking for water leaks, you, you follow the tile and tap on the tile. Tap, tap. You can hear hollow tile, oh, yeah. and then you can hear solid tile. And you're like, okay, that tile's hollow. And then you can sometimes follow the, the hollow tiles and be like, okay, it's traveling under the tiles and it's literally seeping up over here. Like some yeah, we, weird stuff happens. We could do a whole show all about tile. I got some awesome tile stories and yeah. Degrees. Hey, real quick though. I wanted to share a couple of these stories from the, uh, the chat here. Kelly, he had a nice one here. He had a fan motor that he thought was bad and, uh, cause he installed it and it was spinning backwards. Mm -hmm. But, uh, turns out he just had the, uh, the wires reversed. Yeah. The that'll do it. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely do it. Absolutely. Yeah, I've never done that yet. I, I had a, I could think of when I was really young again, similar story to yours, Adam. I was probably 20, no, maybe, maybe 19, you know, because something like that. And uh, I was sent out on a no heat <clears throat> on a train package unit 1980s ironically that same train package unit today is still at that same restaurant but um it was a no heat call and i went out there not understanding heat you know not understanding the how to read schematics or anything and um i was i didn't know what i was doing so it's like okay um you know it's not working and my troubleshooting was well I don't know how to check this gas valve because this thing's really scary looking you know i think it's got voltage i don't know i know i have a call for w1 you know and i didn't really know anything about limit switches or anything like that and i pretty much came to the conclusion that we had a bad gas valve so um which out here gas valves rarely fail fail okay yeah. where i'm at but so we had a bad gas valve and so they had an identical unit on the kitchen and i was smart enough to know okay they're not using the heat in the kitchen they need heat in the dining room i'm going to swap the gas valve from the, the kitchen to the dining room and um went ahead and swapped out the gas valve and it didn't fix the problem i honestly don't even remember what fixed it but <clears throat> i had pulled the gas valve from the kitchen so um I, it didn't fix the problem i couldn't get the heat going i had to have my dad go out there the next day but when my dad went out there the next day he called me and my dad's screaming at me he's like dude what the, what are you thinking and i'm like what are you talking about and he goes he goes i get here and he goes i walk in the back door and i can smell gas in the kitchen oh, shit. it's like what i don't i don't know I didn't even bother putting anything back together in the kitchen AC. I just left everything open and apparently I didn't close the gas cock all the way. And that thing just spewing, I mean, tiny bits of gas, Ooh. but enough all night. And my dad was like losing his mind. And I was, I could never understand. Like now I get it, but I, I'm just sitting here thinking, Here's, why are you oh, not as big of a deal? Let's talk know? about this real quick because uh, gas is a serious thing. And I've learned this. And like, if you don't finish a job, if you're doing an install or whatever, I was like always when I was younger, turn the gas valve off, you're fine. If you're leaving a job, put a freaking end cap on the gas. Cap the it's gas no here. matter yeah. what. You cannot now, walk smart. away with an open pipe no matter yeah. what. Never. It's yeah. cold here. You have to. You have it to cap it. It would have been the easiest thing as a kid to sit in. I look at myself now and it's like, dude, put the gas valve back. And I don't even have to wire it in. Just freaking put the gas valve in. Two seconds. You know, there's a union on one side. Put it in. It would have been done. But no, yeah. I left it and it was seeping gas and my and the customer wasn't even bitching. It was my dad when he walked in the back door. He's like, he lost his mind. I could smell gas. What's going on? You know, and then he goes up there and he's like, God damn it. And he calls me and it's like, what? I, I you know, and again, I can remember that phone call and I can remember thinking, what? It's not that big of a deal. Nothing happened, you know, but no. Yeah, gas is scary, but big time. You know, there's a few houses around here. Oh, I'm not around here, up here um, that been just blowing up and just just flat. Just flat, and the only thing that could happen is it's gas. So they just level it. We, uh, maybe a year or two ago, a uh, freaking gas worker was uh, working. He got a call to a house for a gas leak, uh, the local utility. And uh, what had happened was after everything figured out, the house blew up. The house was leveled. There was nothing left of the house. Mm -hmm. But when the gas company guy got there, he ran into the house, and then the house blew up. Mm. And what it was was a worker uh, doing construction work that didn't call because we have special numbers you can call. I think it's six one one or something like that, um, or dig alert. So if you're going to mm. dig anywhere in your house, you call that number and they'll come out for free and locate the gas lines. And so they had a construction company out there digging and they they severed a gas line, 
and uh, the gas company worker ran into the house. I, I don't, which sounds crazy. You would think the fire department would have been there. You think that there's lots of things that could have gone differently, but that poor gas company worker that ran into that house and then the house blew up and leveled the entire house. And it's like, you run in there to like try to, I don't know. You, you don't, you don't know exactly what happened, but yeah, we just know that he was running into the house to try to figure something out. And, I have a story similar with not such a tragic ending. Yeah, that was a real downer, Chris. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, our family cottage, I was sleeping. My family was up there and we were, we were just sleeping and it was early in the morning and the next door neighbor, I never really talked to him before that, but all of a sudden, like early in the morning, pounding on the door, boom, 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 boom. Like what the hell is going on? And I'm sleeping. I'm kind of groggy diet. And, uh, again, boom, boom, boom. I go to the door. He's like, I need vice grips. I need vice grips. I'm like, who, what the hell? What are you talking yeah. about? Vice grips. Oh, yeah, person banging on your door. And he's like, uh, I need vice grips now. I'm like, first off, who the hell carries around vice grips with them? Like, yeah. is that like a normal tool to carry around? What do you use vice grips for? You know? Mm -hmm. So um, I run outside with him. He's like, I got to go. And um, they had a gas tank, like a gasoline tank in ground, and they were selling their property. And before they sold it for the EPA or whatever, they had to remove the gas tank. So they were, didn't get a permit. They didn't call the dig line, and they were just digging with a backhoe, and they hit a plastic gas line running to the house. And I go out there, and the dude that was running the excavator, he's just sitting in the hole, and he's got his finger over the freaking gas line. He's just, <laughs> and the, there's a cop. They called the end up calling the 911. The co a cop showed up. He's like, you dumb mother effers. He's like... <laughs> He's like, do you know what you could have done here? <laughs> oh, man, I hate to be the guy down there with the thumb in the end of the pipe. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't high pressure, obviously, right? It was low yeah, pressure. Must, yeah, must have yeah. been. Well, yeah. well, but who knows, though, because there wasn't a regulator there. But I guess it was a tank, so they wouldn't be under high pressure. So Because it's not pumped in gas. So. And yeah, it's not propane. I think propane's heavier, right? Yeah. So it would, it would have sunk and filled up that hole and blown them up. You know, there's so yeah. many. And Clive had said something too. You know, um, he said something about there's probably a lot of mistakes that we all have that we probably don't want to admit. But, you know, it, it, there's probably some truth in that. But like, I'm pretty open. I made some pretty dumb mistakes. But luckily, mm -hmm. it's interesting though, too, is because I came up in the time in the trade when we were transitioning from this, I don't know, something changed. Because I was taught old school, beer can cold, all that different stuff. And everything was forgiving. Customers, they were like, whatever, you get it working. That's all that we care about, that kind of stuff. But nowadays, if you make mistakes like these, they end you. Like, there's yeah. no forgiveness anymore. There's no, you know, people don't accept, you know, that kind of crap. And um, it's it's very interesting how much the trade has changed. It, is, um, it definitely is. And I'm, I, I mean, me and you are about the same age. Yeah, and it's I. It's funny because you learn from your dad, I learned from my dad, and it was kind of the same, this you know the same process we both of us went through. So. Yeah, and and uh, you know I've been vocal about this too. Like I, my dad was an old school technician, beer can cold, all that different stuff. Like I've probably told this a million times, but I was taught to charge an R twenty two unit package unit with a uh, 275 head pressure and a 65 back pressure, like period. If you didn't have 275 head pressure, you blocked off the condenser fan discharge until the head pressure came up to 275 and then your suction needed to be 65. And if it wasn't, you added gas. I, I still remember that vividly in my head and we all know that's inaccurate, but that was six to eight series equipment. You could get away with charging oh, yeah. 
you can't anymore. You have micro channel oh. condensers. If you add six ounces too much gas, the damn thing's gonna blow a hole. <laughs> Another right. thing too, like True, we Chris. do, our we're uh, we're still in the information age, right? I think we are, right? Yeah, we're in the all right. So here's the thing, um, right now, like virtually every piece of knowledge you would ever want is at our fingertips and oh, yeah. we, we we carry the most powerful computer in our hands at all like during the day it's in our pockets right so yeah. our fathers and grandfathers and everything like that they didn't have cell phones no i know so like they're just running off the freaking cuff of this shit they couldn't do it like they couldn't look things up it was just like what did they learn in the last caller who did they who taught them yeah. prior to that it's not like like I've been out on calls where I'm confused on something. I just look up a manual or pull something up and I figure it out by what I'm Googling. And it's not like I'm a genius. It's just, I know how to use Google. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's I definitely agree. interesting how the industry is changing, but hearing my dad tell the stories of, you know, having <clears throat> a, a ashtray full of quarters so he can make phone calls, you know, his yeah. paper would go off and he'd have to pull over on the side of the road put a bunch of quarters in and call the customer. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. I'll be there later that, or I remember my dad having an answering machine and like he would literally get calls throughout the day and there would just be a message. And then he would get home from work and check his messages and then be like, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I got to do this call tomorrow. You know, now customers get instant answers, you know, and it's just like, boom, they call you. And if you don't answer, they keep calling back. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's some people watching that would remember this. I don't re remember this whatsoever, but like, you know, they're my dad. When, he, Rick. Worked, when he worked for train, um, he had a pager, mm -hmm. but the pager had no screen on it. Yeah, that's my dad's. It I just, it just it, beep or something. It would just oh, beep. Yeah, the old ones, the black ones. It would just beep. And you know, yeah, you, yeah. Call, you call back to your office and you say, What's going on? And they would tell you. Um, that's what you would do. You it, you gave the number to nobody. It was only a work pager. So you'd call back your work. Yep. That my dad, I, I can remember watching my dad. So I can remember this the, in my head. I can see it happening. I could see my dad getting home from work. Um, you know, he wasn't the happiest person. He would get home from work. He would beat the shit out of me. No, I'm just kidding. But he would get home from work. He would. It was really uh, your mom, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a story about my mom beating the shit out of me too, and I deserved it. But um, I, that's a whole other story for another yeah, show. We'll save that for our yeah, child. For another show. But um, uh, I can remember my dad getting home from work, you know, taking a shower, eating dinner, and then hearing his pager go off. And I can hear him, God damn it, fuck, <laughs> comes across from the other side of the house, picks up his pager looks at his pager and says, fuck, and chucks it across the room. It bounces off the floor, hits my mom's china cabinet. My mom's china cabinet explodes. Oh, and man. then my dad, uh, my mom walks out of her bedroom, looks at my dad and goes, do you feel fucking better, asshole? And then my dad, you know, storming out of the house. And I could just remember that whole exchange of, of anger with the pager. And every time I think of a pager, I always think of my dad fucking chucking it across the floor and it ricocheting. Oh. <laughs> Buster yeah, really getting some stuff out yeah. of you, Chris. And, and next week on HVAC overtime. No yeah. kidding, right? <laughs> We're gonna put Chris in a hypnotosis state or whatever they call that. And uh, uh really dig into those childhood memories hypnotosis <laughs> state. Uh, we're gonna be a shrink. Um since it's coming almost to an end, I want to change the topic. Check this out, guys. If you can see it, I hope. A little mini oh, server room. Yeah, the customer doesn't want to spend the money on the mini split. What do they got? Like three one-ton units right there. <laughs> no, it combines with twelve thousand BTUs. It's portable it's, air ACs. Yeah, I know maybe. portable ACs, but each yeah. of those is like one it's, ton no, or what? It's probably not yeah, even I, one ton. I don't know if that. Hmm. 
I got a picture to share. I want to share something real quick. So I made a con- yeah, I got intakes on one side, exhaust on the other side, and you did that, funny. Joe. Looks like the perfect so, yeah, I did. Oh, piece so toaster maker. So that's on the topic of doing dumb stuff, right? Get out of here! This 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 saved him three thousand dollars, but let's let's talk on the so topic. Of someone else good one though. Dumb stuff. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna do a screen share right now, Adam, and let's uh let's look at this picture here. Hang on just a second. Let me choose this screen. I don't want to share that screen because then you'll see what I really like to watch. <laughs> Can we see your Google history? Oh yes, this is awesome picture, Chris. Okay, so I shared this on my recent YouTube video. So let's let that one soak in for a minute, guys. Anybody ever work on carrier package units? And uh, anybody know that is a um a gas heat unit. Uh, anybody know where the exhaust is for the uh, gas heat section? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's blowing into that wall that has got six inches of clearance there. Anybody yeah, know rubber, rubber where wall. the indoor blower motor uh, assembly is and the belt and the electrical section where the compressors are? How did someone get in there to wire up the low voltage? You'd have uh, to like get on your knees and like shimmy into that little tiny... You think just pulled the top on that? How did they get in there to check gas pressure... To start rotation, a- even yeah, yeah, gas pressure rotation. So check to make sure the burners are lined up from uh, from the this factory. This is a brand new bank that hasn't even opened yet. So you know they permitted this job. How is this ever going to pass code? Hmm. Well, I can tell you how it's going to pass code because our permitting people here they don't know what the hell they're doing. They, they, this is ridiculous. So I'm going to share. I'm going to move over. Let's look at another unit here. So. Anybody see that smoke detector mounted outside in the you know outside air? That is not a waterproof smoke detector. Look over. I'm going to zoom in real quick. That is a smoke detector meant to be mounted in the uh, attic, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, th- again, this is a bank. So banks have notoriously crazy alarm systems. So when that thing gets wet and it goes off an alarm, it's going to be a code blue. They're going to think the damn building's getting robbed. Yeah, everything like, locked chill. down, and they're locking look at, it down. Look at the gas. I, there's yeah. so many cold infractions from. Oh, from, that's a three. Oh, it's yeah. gas. Line, by the they're way, using dude. a freaking. That's, how's how's that unit running on three? That is gas. That line? is. It's not. Look at yeah. look at that is a three eight gas. Look at it. That's a oh, that's yeah. a no freaking. No uh, that's a, a, a what is it? Stainless whip. You can't. Use yeah, it. you can't use those. No, appliance. That's appliance hose. Whatever yeah. you call so them. Here in California, you can't even use that indoors anymore by code. You got to use the yellow ones. Yeah, yeah. We do. We do use flexible gas lines. I get a lot of that from people. We have to use flexible gas lines because of earthquakes here. But still, that is completely out of code. You use the yeah. track pipe basically, or something like that. Mm-hmm. What I like Stretch to do use about eight inches of track pipe. I like to pipe it, pipe it hard pipe and then just do like eight inches kind of like for yeah. an absorber. And that's it. You know, um, but it. look at that duct detector. Like that's just nuts. Like um, in, in, brand new bank. This, and, and I will say too, without giving too many details, this is a um, bank of America. U.S. I guess I can, I'm not going to name the bank, but ah. this is a U.S. government uh, bank. Let's just say that. It's mm. it's it's nuts. So the, so, yeah, it just blows my mind. So that this stuff can happen. If I know I anything about Chris. It's probably a sperm bank. Yeah, and the, those <laughs> yeah. black the black liquidite they use is pretty cool looking. I wish I could get that. Yeah, I like that too. That's all I was that's saying. Just dark liquid. I honestly, that's just plastic liquidite, dude. Uh, I know, I'd, I'd even argue. I bet you anything they didn't run ground wire in that because that's not <laughs> even uh, metallic. 
But it's yeah, black. Like one of the really? two didn't match. Like they yeah, I'm gonna share. It. I want to share the screen again real quick, and I'll point out how you can tell it's not metallic. So because I thought that's what it was, metallic get, with a, with like a. Hold on, no. that's expensive shit. No, here it comes right now. It should be sharing. So look at the. Uh, oh, that's not the right. Hold on, let me zoom over. Where's my picture? At? Why are you doing that, Rick? I said the okay. same thing. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. So look on the top, the left side of the duct detector. That is a plastic. Um, Seal oh, liquid tight. Right. Yeah, you see, you got a metal liquid tight fitting on the right. Yes. Plastic mm -hmm. liquid tight on the left. Now yes. that could just be control voltage, but then look below where they have a high voltage running, right. and they've got a plastic connector on the left and a metal connector on the right. So they've got metallic <laughs> liquid tight on the right and non-metallic on the left. Oh, is there a trap the drain. Yeah. Uh, the drain actually, the, there is a trap, but it's one of those pre-made P traps. At Let me see bottom. if I can zoom out. You can actually see it if you look down there on the bottom. There's actually one of those stupid pre-made P traps for like a walking. Oh, yeah, down at the down at But that's the just dumb too because how do you how do you blow that drain out? There's no vent. You there's no it. way to clean it. Yeah, you just have to cut it. Yeah, and then you for at the metric, Chris. Look at the look at those blocks of wood. Oh yeah, yeah. The stilts. And and if you if you yeah, look at that. Look at look at how they took a four by four pox and they ran EMP <laughs> everywhere. You know, I almost, I almost thought like maybe they did that to avoid uh, tripping on it in the snow. But then I remembered where you're at. <laughs> no, they just no made it snow. a bigger trip hazard for for me at nine o'clock at night when you go to work on that restaurant and then you trip over that gas line because it's eighteen inches tall. Or the Imagine like you're a short little technician. You got to climb over that like the Big Show climbs over the top <laughs> rope in a restaurant, <laughs> or you go under it or something. I mean, that thing looks like it's four foot off the ground. <laughs> the the small guy would do it as a can like I, a what, what's that thing that game you, you go underneath? Can I do a PSA real quick? Canadian poker. I guess. Let's do a PSA. poker. Um, I just wanted to say because I run. Wait, 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 let me guess. Is it a, that trick I told you about Vaseline? No, but that oh, that's is a, a good, good trick. trick. We can talk. We can talk cause. about this you right too. after. Right after. That's a good trick. Next, I think. I, I need to try that before we go about that on air. Real quick. <laughs> but anyway. Um, as far as liquid tight goes and whips, when you buy pre-made whips, I get it. The only reason I'm saying this, I don't think anyone is uh, guilty of this in our chat because I think we have very intelligent viewers. But like, let me tell you something. When you buy a whip, they don't tighten the fittings. You yeah. have to take them apart and tighten the MFers. You know what I mean? Take them apart and yeah. tighten them. They, they're not made to be put together right when you like they're thinking you're cutting down the whip. They just stick mm -hmm. the ends on there. So take it apart and tighten the ends. That seems like do common glue sense. Do you glue them, guys, or do you just put them in tight? Glue. Put them in okay. tight. No, I, I. First off, I don't use liquid. I don't use the. Um, Not a sociopath, Joe. Crap. I use metallic. <laughs> okay, I know metallic's even better. Yeah, I hear. I use <laughs> metallic liquid tight for everything, but I just buy it by the hundred foot roll, and then I gotcha. cut everything and run my own wire and stuff. I usually don't buy pre made whips. Because the pre-made whips are always the plastic crap. They're never metallic. So no, yeah, they're metallic. definitely not metallic. They come with metal ends, but they're not metallic whips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hate... Actually, I don't like using uh, PVC on the roof at all because of the sun. And I also don't like using non-metallic liquid type because of the sun. Because it just dry rots and then cracks. We later. actually... Yeah. There's a couple places by code that instead of using the wing nuts that come on liquid type, if you're using the liquid type fittings, you have to take them off and use grounding bushings. Have you, are, you guys yeah. from, are you familiar with grounding bushings? They're like kind of like a wing nut. It, it, it tightens on and there's a set screw. Yeah. So I, you I go a grounding screw from 
the grounding bushing to whatever you're connected to, right? Interesting. It's so so that so that way it can't accidentally lose the ground, basically. Exactly. Um, if your again, ground fails, as usual, we're going into overtime, but I'm going to share another one. So I, I wish I had pictures of this. I, I, sh I should probably go through my archives because I do have some old pictures off to find. But um, this what I can say this. This was an El Torito Mexican restaurant because I don't work there anymore that I worked at many years ago. And they, they got their own. Um, they started doing their own work. They started hiring their own technicians. And they had a guy. Yeah. So we condemned a, a compressor in a 10 ton package unit probably. And they're like, we're going to change our own package unit. So it's like, okay, whatever they, and this was at the time that Goodman was just starting to make commercial package units. So they ordered a Goodman. They had an account with Goodman. They ordered a Goodman commercial package unit. And I remember going back to the restaurant and uh, they installed the Goodman package unit. It was on one of those funky curbs and all kinds of crap. And I remember walking over to the unit and I remember looking at it and I go, I, again, restaurants that were all built in the 80s, they never had ground wires in the ACs because they always used metallic conduit, EMT. And at the time, code let you use metallic conduit for your ground, okay, up to so many things. So oh. it's very common restaurants in the 80s out here. If it was built back then, there's never grounds in anything. So again, they ran an entire package unit with um, flexible non-metallic EMT. And the whole thing, I remember thinking, like walking up going, these idiots wired this thing all in plastic conduit with no grounds, waiting for a technician, waiting for the damn unit to ground out, you know, hoping that the ductwork is grounded, but it's all flat duct. Like, you know, and it, it just people are idiots these days. You're they lucky they didn't just hook it up with old extension cords. I, I, yeah, see that. Pretty much, dude. But I remember it's looking at it going, this is ridiculous. This is a 100 amp service going to this unit. And there's no grounds in it. Wow. And it's plastic conduit. Can you just imagine if something grounded out and forbid that the ductwork didn't ground out? You know, mm -hmm. it's just sitting there live for someone to walk up and grab it. Just although building. although I, I hate when they send you, you buy things with the supplier. Let's just say in a, a, a smaller exhaust, exhaust fan and they're plastic housing. And there's no ground in that thing. Like, I I don't know. I just, I just find something like that and especially in some environments they should always have a ground of some sort someone uh someone just a uh, weaver weaver asked me if i yes. see any lightning protection here no uh, uh and even on our like uh track pipe and stuff like that we never i mean we should but you know it's never they never run the ground or anything like that on the track pipe because we don't have lightning here that yeah. doesn't that doesn't excuse any of it it's not lightning that you have to worry about it's anything in the building if there's ever you know i mean you but with the, with the track pipe there that's a big problem without running the grounds yeah I did something dumb a while back, and it's sort of borderline my fault. So I want to run it by you guys and kind of get the census. It's um, your fault. I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, I fessed up to him. Like, yeah, it was my bad. But it's kind of like there's a little bit of a gray area. So I went out, and there's a, a rooftop unit. It's a Lennox. And um, somebody had converted one of the compressors to MO99. Compressor sounded like it had marbles in it. It wasn't pumping. And uh, so I quoted him a new compressor and I was going to convert it back to 22, right? New TXV, dry Good compressor, yeah. all that stuff. You know, and it was, uh, the thing is, it was about 18 years old. I said, it's old, shouldn't do it. And, uh, but I didn't put together a quote and replace it. Keep that in mind. So I come back, they approved the quote for some odd reason. It's like 6,000 bucks or whatever. You know, it was really, really expensive. And because, um, you know, I got I got I got kids to feed, so I charge a lot. <laughs> so I came back there. Swap the compressor out, all that stuff. And uh, by then, I mean, it had been two, three weeks, maybe even more since I was originally there because I was there on a no-cool call, obviously. 
and I go back and it's cold now. So I'm there, I'm waiting for the vacuum pump down. I'm like, you know what? I think I'll check the heat exchanger. And of course, you can probably guess it. It was just split wide open. It was split wide open. I uh, shut the gas off, test fired it anyway. It's not even sparking. I mean, it's not doing nothing. And, and so now I just got the air conditioning side of it fixed. I have to go to the customer and say, look, you got a bad heat exchanger, mm. probably a bad ignition module. I mean, I'm not going to do a heat exchanger without doing everything else yeah. in that situation. So then I gave them this other quote and, and they were pretty pissed off. Like, well, why didn't you catch that in the first, you know, in your first visit? And I explained, well, in my defense, I was here just to look at your, your AC. Now, a lot of you guys might not really know about the, the commercial side of things. Like when you get sent out to a job, it, it, they sort of specify things Like you can only look at one unit. You can only do this. You can only do that. Yeah. Now, that's not excusing what I did on a, on a unit that old. But hold I should have checked everything. No, no, no. If you if it's hot as hell outside and you're busy and they're saying their air conditioning is not working, you are mm-hmm. absolutely not checking the heat. I'm sorry. Nobody's yeah. checking the heat. I can't tell you well, anyone that's checking the heat in that scenario. It, it, Bill, that is an unfortunate situation is what I would call it. Is mm-hmm. it your fault? No. Um, should you I have checked the heat? Kind of yeah. But yeah, it, I, I feel like if you're going to change a compressor out, I think you should have done a pre, if they approved it, you should have done a pre-survey, if anything. I don't think you should have checked the heat exchanger while you were on the air conditioning call. I said after after they approved the $6,000 repair, when you got there, maybe you should do like, let's really check the dig into this unit, you know what I mean, before we spend the money on it. See, I feel what I should have done is on a unit that old, and I'm going to quote a compressor, TXV, filter dryer, the whole nine yards, and it's that old, I should have really just looked at the big picture. By the way, that's my new phrase. I don't know if you guys have heard it before, but I should have looked at the big picture and just sort of worked up a quote, not not lying or anything, but found all the things wrong with this as much as I visually could to kind of push them over the top of like, hey, we really got to replace this. You know? and, and and I'm sorry to cut you off. That's just, that, that's what I was going to say. In that situation, it was unfortunate. But I know like it's package units or if it's a geothermal or for dehumidification in, in, in big houses and I see a unit that's really old and I have to change something mm-hmm. major, I will nitpick the other small things to get that customer to change that unit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean, Joe, you've yeah. criticized me in the past because I've changed, I've replaced ultra heat exchangers. And Joe's like, why the hell are you changing the heat exchanger on an ultra? And I I'm know, like, dude. the people don't want to pay for a new. I mean, those boilers are expensive. You get a yeah, two, 300,000 BTU boiler, I mean, it's I like understand. five, six grand our cost, right? So, how much are you charging the customer? So if you get the heat exchanger for free, you get to do it in a couple hours. You charge them the labor. They don't want to pay it. I understand. But they, they don't understand that you're putting in that heat exchanger in a unit that's 15 years old. So yeah, what's but the, the next thing is, the, the funny thing about boilers is an old cast iron boiler lasts 30, 40, 50 years. And then you go to these sure. condensing boilers and it's like, oh, you're 12, 13 years old. It's grandpa it. time. You got to yeah. replace this mm-hmm. thing, you know? So um back to your thing bill like again that's an unfortunate thing i i don't think it's your fault i think that sure yeah i would have felt the same as you and and it's possible i would have done the same thing as you like it's the middle of the, like this just let's put you yeah, in the middle of the summer quick, though, so, yeah you know it's hot let's out put you in the middle of the summer it's really hot we don't know all the circumstances but i mean just mm-hmm. in the middle of the summer it's hot they call me about their ac it oh, has a back compressor you know what I, i'm i'm running into a certain situation very similar in a way where I have a grounded compressor 
And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? It's a carrier package unit that has the fixed orifice metering devices, that header assembly. It's got a grounded compressor. It blew the terminals out. My gut tells me that that's got a restricted metering device too. Because again, whenever we quote a grounded compressor, we tell them, look, we don't know what caused this compressor to go bad. We need to change it first, and then we diagnose it from there. We have no idea until we, we spend four grand changing the compressor, new gas, all this, and it's an R22. Yeah. But my gut says, you know what? It needs a new fixed orifice metering device. Those things are ridiculously expensive and really hard to change. So that adds another two, three grand to the job. So do I go to the customer and say, your compressor is bad and the metering device is bad? it's going to be eight grand to fix it. They're not going to change the unit, by the way. It doesn't matter how much it's going to cost. They're going to tell me to fix it. Or do I tell them up front, there might be other things wrong. I don't know. Like I, I, I struggle in my head. Like, do yeah. I go to them with all this stuff? I didn't you, even you, bother to look at the heat exchanger. Cause if I did look at it, it's probably bad too. But again, in my head with these customers, these chain restaurants, it's like, you know what? We'll deal with the heat in October. Right now yeah. we're focusing mm -hmm. on the air. And, and I, I want to say one more thing. I'm pretty sure all techs out there, you guys, uh, you guys know this, you have to get the feel for the customer as well, right? Yes, yes. That's that's what makes you and that's another not, good benefit, right? Not how do you, not, how not do you only, feel him, Joe? I feel him the good way. <laughs> not only that, but here's the thing: like you you're doing all this and you're assessing the situation and you're dealing with it, and you're in the busy season, right? So you're thinking about the other eight calls you have after the call that you're dealing mm, with right yeah. now that you're on. So it's like should you be spending more time? Yes. But like, are you shorthanded? Do you have enough time in the day? No. So you're trying to do the best you can for the customer at the time you're there. But is it perfect? A lot of times it's not. Okay. And I'm going to admit uh, a weakness of mine. And I feel bad for even, I wouldn't even say weakness, but this is something that I think sometimes, and, and it sounds horrible, but I'm just going to say it. Have you guys ever thought like knowing your competition, have you ever thought, you know what? Burn their building they're, they're, down. They're freaking getting what they're getting. Like, have you ever thought that way? Have you ever gone, like, sitting here thinking, you know, because I second guess myself on bills all the time. Like, I look and I think, dude, that took me too much time. And then I start to think, you know what? No, I know who they would have called if they didn't call me. And those guys would have charged a hell of a lot more. So mm -hmm. screw that. I'm billing them for this. Like, and, and essentially, I'm putting myself up on a pedestal. And I, I feel bad for saying that. Like, I, I'm saying that I'm better than the next guy or something. I kind of, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but uh, not, I'm not a business owner. So not at the business owner level, mm -hmm. but I feel it's the same as like a technician. When you start working for a couple of years and you start moving around to different companies and you start getting exposed to all these other technicians. And then you, you really see like the, the average level that the, you know, the, the level that the average technician mm -hmm. operates at. And you're like, wow, that's, that's acceptable to you. And you get paid just about well, what I do for that job. And, and that's the messed up yeah. thing that I always think about is because if you have a company with ver like below average, or even if you call them, I don't even consider myself good. I consider myself. I'm my shit stinks. I just think I'm, I'm, I'm average at best. I'm average at best. But the thing is, I think most people around me are below average. So, like, if you have a company full of below average techs, right? Those companies make more money because they change they more parts and they sell more equipment because they can't mm -hmm. fix shit, right? So, <laughs> here's my my question: Why is it that a company? that has below average text that th there's a guy that goes out on a service call and he's there for two and a half hours and he can't fix something. And why is it that he could charge a thousand dollars for the repair? But if I was to go to the house and if I'm there for 20 or 30 minutes and if I charge $200 for the repair, they're like, 
how are you charging me 300, you know, two or $300 in 30 minutes? That's yeah. insane. It's like, mm-hmm. I fixed it. I, I, I have my experience. And like, the whole thing is like, I have 20 years in the game and I fixed your shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not at your house guessing and throwing parts at it, you know? It's, it's interesting. And I, I come into that too, where, um, this last summer when COVID started and stuff, I started one of my customers that I service on a regular, I started helping them in the far areas when we were slow, like, and I went and did some crazy jobs. I think I did a, a show with you guys one time where I was showing the drain and it was all jacked up, but I went and did a bunch of crazy jobs for them. And I remember looking and I know that that customer at the locations that I normally service, they call and bitch about the stupidest shit. Like my guys don't push in a gasket all the way or something silly. And it's just, it like, it's like a knife in your side when the customer calls and complains. And then I go to these other locations and I look at this work and I look at their invoices and it makes me furious to know that they've been paying these other people to do all this crap work. And again, just like you, Adam, I know my shit stinks. I know I am an average service technician. There's many people much better than I, but, but when I'm comparing myself to the particular company I'm talking about, it pisses me off to see that the customer tolerated all that crap for so long and I lose sleep over some silly crap that they call about one of my guys, you know, leaving a box of filters on the back dock and not putting them in the dumpster, you know? And then it's like, and that pisses me off and I have to scream at my guy. Hey, you know, come on, dude, like, come on. But it's, it's like, you know, it just (laughs) drives me nuts. Like stupidity. But anyways, yeah, I would say that you're not actually average. You're actually above average. I, I feel do. like there's there's a ton, a ton of bad technicians, and that's our average. So like us, everybody in the chat, we're all basically above. We're, yeah, we're 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 above average. We're the upper yeah. echelon. Exactly, because if we weren't above average, then yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be here having these conversations. I do like uh, you know the funny thing is. Chris's wife stole his phone the other day and she started texting us and, she, and she's like, she, cha- we have like this chat we have a name for our chat room and every so often we change it. And she changed the name to the chat room. She's like, uh, what, what was that? HVAC? Well, well, because before someone had joked around and someone, the, the most recent name we had was HVACR is my family. I think is what it said originally. Yeah. And then my wife was joking around cause we were both drinking and she, uh, picked up my naughty boy phone <laughs> She changed the name of the group chat as is HVACR is my second family, is what she changed it to. That's right. Yeah. As a joke, but the first family. But the thing is, like, I, I think that all four of us in general, and probably a lot of people that watch us on a weekly basis, right? Like, we try to strive for more. Like mm-hmm. that's our goal. Like we want I always want to better do myself better. and want more. You know, I have to admit I do. I do want more. And I know the chat definitely wants more. Yeah. But I will say that I have not been striving for more lately. I would say at least over the last six months, I have not picked up a single manual and read a single manual or bettered myself. I have been feeling really guilty about that. Like, I think I mentioned that. I don't think I mentioned this on this show, but I have a Nate certification and I don't have the continuing education credits. Like, I'm not going to get my Nate certification. I let mine go. It's because I don't have the credits to. I haven't been trying. So. No, not at all. certified. And then there, you got a bunch of people learning from you, Chris. Great job. I know. I'm, I'm not like, even Nate certified this whole time. I've been watching yeah. your videos. <laughs> I've been like taking, taking notes and shit line. on Monday nights. <laughs> and I'm going to go take the Nate test. And they're like, what? 
What do you do in this situation, man? You look at the big picture, duh. Now, come on. And again, I, I don't mean to sound, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't mean to sound um, arrogant or whatever. Don't take this that way. But I have to say that I, I've taken both of the Nate tests without studying and I passed them. I so I'm not too worried about it. And I'm not a genius. You it's just the Nate, I the Nate it. questions. I did, are pretty, it. I did so. as well. I, I did as well. Here's the thing. I uh, There's other guys that give you a freaking binder like this thick. This That's like the study guide. Yeah. It's like a yellow binder. And, and you're like, I'm not reading that. And then, no, you skim through it and it's all just. But in all fairness, the Nate uh, test was designed for service technicians that have been in the industry for so long should be able to pass it. And, mm -hmm. and, and if you have deductive reasoning, you can look at the Nate test and be like, okay, it's not the answer. That one, it's, yeah. not that answer. Yeah. it's gotta be these two. So I'm gonna take a gamble and pick that one. So I kind of compare it to like a test you'd give a, a tech at an interview. You'd be like, you know, yeah. if you can pass this, yeah. then you, you're not bullshitting yeah. me sort of, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's that's now, kind of what it now, is. I will say that um, uh, I'm part of RSCS, which is Refrigeration Service Engineers Society. It's just it's it's a training organization, and um, mm. they have something called their CM exam. Okay, certificate member, oh, and yeah, I yeah. have failed the RSCS test two times because I, I failed with flying colors each time um, because they, unlike Nate, so so let let's real quickly explain why we have an industry certification carrier train linux all these different manufacturers were getting a crap ton of warranty compressors back they weren't failed there was nothing wrong with them people didn't know how to diagnose things they basically came up with a certification they went to rses they said can you make us a certification and rses's was way too hard to pass so they created nate rses helped to write nate so i failed the rses two times because I didn't want to study. I just, yeah, I'm just going to take the test and see what happens. Nate yeah. is hard though. Like Nate's not a, like, if, if you think you can just go in, like start in the trade, take the gas heat. I can't take the gas heat, but I took the heat pump in the refrigeration. I'm not saying it. it's impossible. I passed it. I did fail the core on my first try when I was like very early on, but like it, Nate's not like that easy. You can't just tell people they're going to go in and pass the test. No, 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 no. You, you have to have the industry experience to be able need to experience. Yeah. I failed my refrigeration portion of my, uh, it's like the law portion of your mechanical contractor's license. But it was all just like the dates and the rules and then, you know, the boring shit. Like the, nothing to actually do with like the refrigerant card. You're freaking. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, stupid. All right. I'm rambling at this point. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, before yeah. you go though, Chris, I, Ricky made up a good point. Unless you know boilers, you're not a good tech. Uh, and I was just wanted to mention uh, Adam about those new NTIs under 200,000 BTUs, how they change the design and they what come the with the table 0099. Smack that thumbs down button. <laughs> I got to tell you this right now, real quick, real quick. Last hey, make, sure that you, make sure you fill the, the, the receiver up with the right amount of refrigerant so you have the flooded charge. Headmaster goes to bypass. I got to okay? tell you, Joe, Joe, you're going to be real yes. happy about this. We are doing a job for a newsacre. A uh, what is it called? Like when you is it Emmys for videos? I think it's Emmys, right? Grammys, uh, Emmys. Grammys whatever. She, she has like those freaking statues in her basement. We do, we're like we're doing a job for a newsacre, a local newsacre. Okay, Channel Five actually. But anyway, my point being, um, she. Um, we were talking about doing a condensing boiler, and my dad's like, "Should we quote a Wild McLean?" I'm like, "Eh." Let's do NTI. We're nice. switch, we're switching over. I, I oh, made the hi. I made the cut. Mm. We're done with Wild McLean as of right now. John McLean. Oh, yeah. John McLean. Yeah, I think that's I'm, the guy who started the company, right? That's that's uh that's Die Hard, right? Yeah. 
Isn't that John McClain? Yeah. I mean, all that ex- who's Roseman? All that experience he had from climbing around those ducks in that movie, yeah. that's probably yeah. where he figured and out how to design. Really clean ducks that yeah, were not dirty at all. Six-foot-tall ducks or whatever they were. I had no sheet metal screws coming up to the inside. Yeah. <laughs> nice and um, smooth on the inside. So, Bill, I would like to ask you a question. My aunt asked us if we could start doing closing remarks. Ooh. So maybe you should take that. Hmm. Closing remarks. You got your hand on the trigger? I mean, I got to... Okay. So this is your aunt watching? I don't know. This is the same aunt that told... Anyways, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, what, did, what was that other thing she said? She wait, wasn't wait, wait, sure. Wait, wait. Is this the aunt that was talking about the pineapple party? No. The one oh, that said I Chris was kind of cute. Bad, she, this is the one that said she wasn't sure about you, Bill. <laughs> no, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought she said something about putting Joe's face in her jigglies. There's <laughs> <laughs> always, always a first for everything, right? I was trying to be subtle, dude. And then Bill oh, yeah. goes, <laughs> I think that's what she said, right? Yeah, Bill just cranks it up. He's so but... subtle about it, too. It's amazing. I could be mistaken. But go ahead. Go so, ahead. Us name, yeah. I always tell my guys the only thing. That separates a good technician from a bad technician is that a bad technician doesn't apply themselves. That's it. Do we all say closing words or is it just Bill? Um, Rest in peace. Wow!